it is the what is this tuesday podcast on thursday <laughs> tuesday podcast on thursday this is the baking it down podcast with sugar cookie marketing and i have to apologize i was a little under the weather on the beginning of the week and i'm coming off of it still a little nasally but spirits are high <laughs> <laughs> and so you can tell us about this time because Corey is the post-sick twin but i feel like i'm headed towards the priest <laughs> I don't know. My body's like, it's like treats germs like uh, Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> but I haven't even been around you. I was around you Saturday. My my body's like, hey, that's a nice germ you got to if I caught it. Well, get ready to be miserable. <laughs> for two days. So if somebody is just tuning in for the first time ever and not horrified by your nasally speech pattern, what could they expect to hear on the Baking It Down podcast? The Baking It Down podcast is a spinoff from a group on Facebook called Sugar Cookie Marketing. And in that group, we talk about business, marketing, advertising, copy, customers, and everything like that. But I realized when I am baking, I can't be on a screen scrolling, no matter how much I want to be wasting my life on TikTok. Have you ever used your elbow? Oh, <laughs> a screen I think I've called X's on accident <laughs> trying to scroll to the next screen. Um, but I said, let's start a podcast so people can at least get one little nugget of marketing know-how each week that they can use in their business. So you have found that little nugget of marketing. Welcome. <laughs> Please grab a seat. <laughs> it's not as good as Chick-fil-A's nuggets, but it's a nugget. <laughs> We're still on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what we wanted to talk about is an interesting topic. I'll say that in my life, I have been called non-emotional a lot of times. She's rock. <laughs> a wall. Rock in our place. <laughs> uh, that said, what we want to talk about is mixing emotions with business. The pros and the inevitable cons. The pros are you can be so passionate. 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 You can just bleed and cry for your company. Right. You truly put your literal heart. So get that red color. <laughs> to it. But also the con is you get so emotional, it clouds good judgment. Mm -hmm. Whether that be talking to the customer in the correct way, mm -hmm. um, what you buy for your business. There, I mean, you can make emotional purchases. If I'm sad, impulse. I will buy cookie cutters. <laughs> An impulse buy. <laughs> Very kind of bad. Yeah, especially like if you go to places like Cookie Con, you see everyone buying something, and oh, it's you such buy a buy, man. Because you're on this. I'm high. not gonna be the downer. I'm gonna be an upper. <laughs> yeah, put that in the bag. I'll take two. It's two of that lady. Come on, man. I'm gonna cough real quick. Oh, <coughs> see now everyone's gonna be like in their cars. <laughs> I know. No, you can't catch it. Too. <laughs> I can't catch it because I'm sitting. Here I don't catch it because I just coughed on her. <laughs> my body where I got it. <laughs> just holding it down so I want to do something fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but back to emotional decision making. This is going to sound like a bit of a challenge, but you can choose to only access the positive emotions when it comes to business and the negative emotions you can choose not to access. So you may be saying, okay, load of crap, you Lee Heather. Yeah. <laughs> but I was listening to this podcast on emotion management. Yeah, you'd have to have emotions to be able to manage. <laughs> you are, you listen to it. <laughs> what is that like? What is being happy like? Uh, but this is, this is the guy's challenge. I think, um, it was that waking uh, up app, okay? okay? He said, think of a positive experience you've recently had. Okay, hold on. Mm -hmm. And now think of a negative experience you recently mm -hmm. had. So you see your face immediately, too. <laughs> yeah. So you, you accessed a positive feeling and became that, and then you accessed, at will, by choice, a negative feeling and became that. I did. So his point is you can choose what you want to be emotional towards. Okay. 
So in our business, it is awesome to have passion and will and drive and maybe just a sprinkling of ego, but not a lot of it, and really use that to empower our business to kind of make a unique selling proposition to our audience. So we're just not one of a number of bakers, right? You have this person, oh, they're so sweet. Or this person, oh, they're so nice. Oh, they're so thoughtful. You can see... Like just in posts, people who are passionate about their business, mm-hmm. maybe people who are burnt out and kind of over it. Like you can get that. Can you see my posts? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that's the thing. And a passionate, you know, unguided passion can lead to burnout because you, you're putting, you know, burning the candle from yeah. both ends. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to make these people happy. I'm trying to make their event special, but I haven't break checked my own emotional investment into the business. So when it comes, you know, the phrase, hey, it's just business. Mm-hmm. That means don't take it personally. It's just business. And in business, kind of taking a more bipartisan, less emotional approach to decision-making could, can, and actually in camp, it will make a better difference in your business. Mm -hmm. What I imagine when I think about my little tiny bakery business is when I'm talking to a customer, there's me, the artist, the baker. Passionate. Passionate. Autistic. Loves what she do. And then there's another version of me, the business owner. This business owner, (laughs) sterile, this business owner and this passionate person, I'm both of those people, but they are not the same person. Right. So when someone says, I don't like that design, this passionate version of me, how dare you? Right. I thought that was my rendition of my child. (laughs) That is the Mona Lisa. (laughs) But the business owner of me can step aside from that passionate version and be like, let's get same side. Let's be same siders here. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like it either. What can we do to fix it? Right. What What is the non-emotional approach to this? Okay. My, my guilty pleasure. The only show Corey binges Netflix. Just it. doesn't matter. If it has a pulse, she's watching it. Were you watching Sandman, I guess? I was watching Will and Grace circa 1990. But Sandman, that's what everyone's talking about. What? On Netflix. No? It's got a, it's, it's, it's 30 recommendations. <gasps> Apparently. Is it a show? Yeah. <gasps> Not a clue. A man. documentary? No. <gasps> it's like a, one of those shows you like that has absolutely no parallels to reality. You know what I'm going to go to tonight. <laughs> so, Corey loves those types of uh, take me into fantasy land shows. Yeah. I want to escape reality. I want reality documentaries. My favorite thing. Even I try to like turn something else on. I find myself saying, uh, let's look at TikTok <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So what I love to watch is Mayday, Midair Disasters. Now there's two versions of it, one in the UK, one in America. That's why it has two different names. I'm but sure it's they're just, running to go find it on there. You guys, <laughs> it's an hour long. No, you know, you can watch them all free on YouTube now, but I have paid for them on Amazon. But it's just a documentary. Uh, from the FAA perspective of huge jetliners going down. And what happened? Because it can record everything. Okay, a little graphic. Everyone listening, if you wonder why Heather is the way that she is. No, imagine. <laughs> but when the plane is about to land, so in these jetliners, you always have two pilots, a uh, pilot and a co-pilot, because, you know, two people, mm-hmm. um, not in our instance, two people make some mistakes <laughs> in there. So when you have the co-pilot and the pilot, a lot of the um, – the levers only work if both hands are on it. That way, hey, you're making a decision. You agree I'm making the decision. We have to make the decision together. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the pilots get into a position where they have to make big, big boy judgment calls, yeah. so landing a plane, taking off the plane, or anything in the between, they call it sterile cockpit, which is the point at which you can no longer have conversations. Everything that comes out of your mouth at this point has to be towards the goal of whatever the plane needs to do. Okay. Non-emotional. Yeah. Sterile cockpit, when you listen to these voice recorders, in-flight voice recorders, it is just like this, that, do that, do this, you know, and then you you constantly. There's no chit-chat. There's no chit-chat. 
chit chat. There's none of this. <laughs> we do not have a stale coffee here on the podcast. Uh, but when it comes down to what they're essentially saying is take the emotion out of doing these big things for these big plans. Mm-hmm. And the same in our business when we parallel to it. Uh, okay, client's unhappy. They're emotional. Stale cockpit. Hey, client, you seem upset. Uh, can you explain to me a little bit more about what happened and let's work together to find a resolution? What you do when you don't meet emotion with emotion is you give dissipate. them a, you dissipate there. They, there's not, it's not this, you know, try boiling point that <laughs> you're coming up to try yelling at somebody and they say, Oh, okay. I understand. And then try yelling at them again and you're going to lose steam. <laughs> yeah. You're going to feel weird. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard to yell at someone who says, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what, when it comes to your business, if you are feeling heavy emotion, heavy negative emotion. Now, I do like positive emotions. I think being a positive emotion, being a very kind, being a very, like an upper personality mm-hmm. type, that will move your business forward. But in just as much, you can choose to not elect to have those negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what I've heard is that they say an instant reaction is an emotion, but you not curtailing it becomes a mood. True. Right. So I say my personal self, I was suffering or I felt like I was suffering from rumination. So when something went bad, even though I may not have taken it up with a client, I found myself absolutely ruminating it on it for like hours at a time, really just destroying my day yeah. and my mood. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of, you know, I, you know, I call Corey, like, this is so frustrating. She's like, what are you going to do about it? If you, if you tell them that it won't solve anything. So are you just going to continue to let it ruin your day? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> now. So what I find is like rumination is a choice just as much as not ruminating is a choice. And you were talking about it as an, with a negative customer experience, but I see it in the cookie group with people that don't get a response from the customer that they wanted. Like, so, Hey, I sent them my, my sketches. I haven't heard back. And now rumination. I am ruminating on, they hate me. They, they, they are going to talk bad about me. They don't like what I did. So let's take that scenario and sterile cockpit. It. Okay. Okay. So I sent my client a design. I haven't heard back yet. I'm going to freak out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you could take a couple of approaches. Remember, we're electively not choosing the emotional response. Mm-hmm. So my first line of defense is they're probably busy. True. Okay. I'm way more emotional than that. So scoot me on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> my second thing is maybe they're discussing it with the people who are involved in this party. You get to the one where I think they hate me. We're not getting it. <laughs> We're literally staying away. <laughs> but then the third one, if you are working through that process, ask them. It's okay to ask. Yeah. Hey, I sent you the sketches. Which one Following you know, what up. do you think? And and take that that power away from your brain to ruminate, to think all these kind of thoughts and right. just ask for the answer. Or maybe some in a positive thought. They love it so much they think. <laughs> You're out cold of happiness. Uh, but choosing these negative emotions will translate to a negative existence overall, if we're honest, but a negative interaction. Because when that client responds and says, hey, I was wondering if you're going to make a change. Oh, you hate it. Yeah. Well, this is what I offer. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why, like when Corey gets a text from her ex, ex text, I say you have to read it as if you're in a monotone voice because we don't know the inflection as much as we infer inflection. Yeah. Uh, so, Corey, reading those texts, they are boring. <laughs> but when we take out the emotion, whether the 
the sender intended it or not, yeah. we can reply with a non-emotional response. And another case in point is when you quote someone a price and you do not hear back. Guess what? It's not the point where you run to the group, should I lower my prices? I didn't hear back. <laughs> they, yeah. So here's, if you're priced correctly, here's the non-emotional. Yes. Here's a, if you're priced correctly, you allocate enough to cover your cost, to cover your time, to cover your indirect costs, and to cover your profit because you're a profitable business. And you send somebody your quote and they don't respond or they play Casper, uh, stun double, and ghost. <laughs> that is absolutely fine. They aren't your target because they don't fall within the profitability that you'll need for your business. There's no emotion in there because you cannot price yourself lower because you cannot work for free. It's a, I hate to say this. Uh, it's just a math problem. And when you say, hey, it's just a, it's a math problem for them. Hey, they wanted to order for you. You're out of their budget. They owe you a response. Hey, be nice, but sterile cockpit. You know, they're probably busy trying to find somebody else. Yeah. Because I costed out what the least amount I can make, there is no emotion when I tell you what my price per dozen is. There's no emotion. If you take it, wow, great. Wow, mind-blowing. Great. Awesome. Whoa. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> I will ruminate about your decision. Are you sure you read that correctly? <laughs> uh, but there's no emotion there because I can't I can't price it lower. It's not a guessing game to me. It is what it is. If I can work for you, I have to make this amount. So if you say no, you're not telling Corey, I hate what you do. No, you love what I do. That's why you came to me in the first place. You just It just doesn't fit in your budget. Math problem. It's a math a problem. Math, math problems are boring. They're and not such, emotional. They're safe. <laughs> yeah. Except for I was Division emotional. Division is emotional. I was emotional in high school when I did horrendous in math. <laughs> I did any of those speed drills. And I think that causes adult trauma, doing a speed drill when you're third <laughs> yeah. grade. Uh, another example of it is when someone says, that's a little high. Do you have anything cheaper? <gasps> How dare you question How do you, my Do you think I'm not you? worth it? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's not worth it. Uh, but what they're saying is like, hey, in my math problem, uh, I, I can't There's, get you there. Don't fit in there. Divide by one. Uh, divide by zero. Then the world explode when you divide by zero. Anyways, what they're saying is like, hey, in my math problem, my non-emotional math problem, I can't factor that in. Is there anything you can do to lessen the amount of workload? Which now it also becomes a math problem. If you spend less time decorating, you can offer a lesser price. If you offer a less of a a total Let's do amount? simpler designs. I know you wanted two dozen. Let's do one dozen where it's just simple flooded cookies, and then we'll do one dozen a little bit more detailed. So you still get the best of both worlds, but something that fits in your budget. Are you undervaluing my time, Corey? Never. Right. So instead of saying an emotion, they don't value me. Oh, look, it's a math problem. I, I'm at the current rate I quoted them. They, I'm outside of their math mm -hmm. problem. If I can lessen the work on my side, that discount, that discount, I can pass along to them. And possibly, if you if you look at the way Corey and I kind of do it, when you discount it, it's actually a ton less work. I know how you work, and you're going to give them a very small amount of colors and design options. Yeah. But you're still saying it's part of your math problem. You know, there is a surcharge for you being so last minute and, you know, going off my script of quote, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to come down if you're willing to come up. Yeah. And a lot of times they're like, perfect. Now you fit in my math problem. Absolutely. It wasn't a stab at Corey's talent. It wasn't trying to snake around uh, to see if they can get one over. If you're not getting one over on a cookie baker, <laughs> just go get an Oreo. <laughs> yeah. I don't get one over on them. Um, but yeah, it's just really comes down to removing yourself 
from the emotion. Now, if you say, Heather, I live in my emotions. I am the thought I had before this one and the thought I'll have next. You can actually train yourself to not exist in your thoughts. That would be practicing mindfulness, which is, I find very difficult, but very rewarding. Mm-hmm. But a great fall guy is policies. Policies, policies. are non-emotional. Forms. Forms, Forms are weeded out on my form. It says your base pricing starts at $65 and goes up from there. You have to agree to that to fill out my form. Mm-hmm. Guess what? When they come to me, when they are sitting in my warm old inbox, they, they know. know. <laughs> the math problem has been problems. <laughs> There's no room in it. Uh, a great example of non-emotional uh, policy handling is like Corey and I teach these cookie classes. It is slightly Frustrating. Negative emotion right there. When somebody cancels on the class the day before. However, that isn't our policy. I think that they're allowed to cancel. They're allowed to get a credit. They're allowed within seven days. They cannot no longer cancel. They've been made aware. That's in the policies. But within that seven days, uh, they can get a class credit for the next one. If they do that the day before, well, (laughs) you know, we weren't able to fill their seat. That's the frustrating part. See, that's a negative emotion. Yeah. I give them a credit for a future class that expires in a year. A lot of people just let those credits Crazy. expire. Blows my mind. But what we can do is turn around and see if we can sell that kit. Or Corey can possibly give it to a past client to say, hey, this, hey, we have a seat open up. Uh, does anybody want it? So we took a negative emotion, somebody canceling last minute, and we turn it into a positive experience for someone else. Guess what? We don't have to ruminate anymore. Corey yeah. has built more rapport. Maybe she can even offer just a ticket at a discount, in which case we still provided the income and we got the person's credit for the next class. Yeah. Again, policy is a fall guy. So typically when someone's like, hey, I won't be able to make it, what do? Yeah. Hey, hey, we're in the, in the past five, uh, seven day time thinking, but I can be happy to credit you guys for a future class. In fact, I got to say our Christmas classes are one of the best. They always sell out. So if you want to just apply that credit now, you can feel free to do it. And we'll see you sometime in December. Yeah. A lot of times with this emotion things, it takes people off guard. So if you were to sit back and say, hey, these are here in the sales process is where I become super emotional. If you can step back and think of things in the past with your past clients that have caused you to not have a handle on your emotions, you can set up those boundaries, set up those forms, set up those rules, set up those whatevers to help you, to help be there for you so you're not taken off guard. Um, Because as much as we say, oh yeah, you know, own your emotions, it's easier said than done. Mm. And there's always going to be something that pops Mm. out of left field. But if you can plan ahead, like I hate when customers nitpick my designs. Okay, that tells me that when you send your first sketch, hey guys, here's the first round of sketches. I'm going to allow you to Two changes. Um, mm-hmm. Once those two changes are decided, I'm just going to go ahead, lock in, and I'll be baking away. Um, so you can set yourself up for success and it help you go- get those emotions Navigate on hold. It. Yeah. So. <coughs> sorry, oh. sorry, 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 sorry. COVID over there. Sorry. So you can make your sentences shorter. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, so a great way to indicate this, and I've been trying to practice it myself uh, since February when I knew I had a problem because I was thinking about a problem for four <laughs> hours. I said, what I need to identify in myself is that negative emotion as soon as I feel it. You know what you feel like when you get that. This gut right here. Little gut's like, buddy, hey, come here. I got a little secret. We're not happy. Yeah. Uh, you can feel it through an adrenaline increase, heart rate increase. That's the release of cortisol. Muscle tension. Muscle tension uh, right in the middle of shoulders, yeah, back buddy. of the neck. Yeah, right here. Tension right. headache is a great indicator that you're you're sitting there in your emotional puddle. 
you're not in the sterile cockpit of life. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not landing the plane. Yeah. <laughs> the plane is going to be on FAA major <laughs> disasters. Uh, but what you can do is kind of really kind of be more attuned into your present moment. I sound like um, like selling Hocus Pocus. Isn't that coming out? Yeah, it is. Is it in the movies or is it direct to streaming? I don't know. I'm going to ask you one of my customers direct to streaming vibes. Disney Plus trying to get that yeah, Netflix, that's what Netflix we said. marketer. Uh, but when you really come down to it, uh, I always say this. Humans are just like sacks of chemicals, right? Sacks uh, of chemicals. If you aren't eating, if you haven't slept well, you are going to be more emotional than somebody who has eaten and slept well. Yeah. Always start there. I Hey, I've had a bad day. Get that extra hour of sleep. I just finished the book, Why We Sleep by Matt Walker. PhD in sleep science. Uh, and that is going to scare you into an early bedtime. <laughs> do, you, do you have to sleep to get that PhD? Because that he, might be it, when I say <laughs> In the intro of the book, he says, please let this book play while you fall asleep. I do not mind. Oh, that's okay. It's also 13 hours and I did fall asleep. <laughs> but uh, get more sleep. Uh, having more sleep clears out the brain plaques around your neurons. And cleans out your decision-making process. So in the book, he says they've run tons of tests on people's uh, decision-making before and after a great night of sleep. And he says sleep opportunity is different than actual sleep time. A sleep opportunity is I went to bed at 9 and I woke up at 8, but in that huge amount of, you know, 11, I only slept 8 hours. So sleep opportunity, you have to give your body enough time to fall asleep and wake up. Fall asleep. Eat food, Corey, that makes your belly happy they say your <laughs> your gut is your second brain if your bell bell ain't happy man the brain ain't gonna be happy either Amen. so it makes you emotional and i know that it's so frustrating to think that we're such simple beings that a solid meal is gonna cheer you up but it does, it does. <laughs> they did a study on courtroom convictions yeah and the judge right before lunchtime was harsher than the judge after lunchtime uh, so if you get a speaking ticket Tell my kid. after lunch, Tell my kid. <laughs> Come to me after lunch. Are you happier after an Olive Garden a thousand percent. Meal? Right. So you can actually do things to pre uh, precurse that negative, possibly negative experience you have with a client who may have not had a great experience. Now, feelings are feelings and you can't invalidate them. If somebody don't, feels... Don't tell your customer, have you eaten yet? <laughs> you seem a little cranky. Why don't you eat this cookie right <laughs> Do you need an app? It like soap. <laughs> I hate you. Um, so really just removing the emotion out of it and coming down to a math problem, which is why I'm a huge uh, proponent of a business emergency fund. Why? Because when we have an emergency fund, if it's a thousand dollars, it's probably a healthy number. Two thousand, who's sitting pretty? Ooh. It's hard to fund an emergency fund because it's literally it's, money it's, sitting there, burning yeah. a hole in your pocket. And then Eddie starts looking at that two grand. You're like, add one more grand. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you over in the <laughs> cart section. Uh, but when you can provide yourself a little breathing room, what I see as an emergency fund is breathing room to keep you out of that scarcity tunneling mindset. When the client does have an issue, you say, "I'm so sorry about your experience. Here's your refund. Here's no your sixty-five dollars back." Emotionless. Yeah, because it's now a math problem. It is. So I have an emergency fund of 1000 They took 65 I still have plenty of breathing room. Now let's say there's no emergency fund. This money you use to sell this dozen, this custom dozen set goes right to your rent payment. Wow. Now this person is literally taking the roof over your head when they ask for this refund. That is an emotional yeah, proposition. You are emotional. I'd be emotional. Yeah, absolutely. In tears. In tears. And then you're going to fight tooth and nail to tell this client they're wrong because at the other end, if the client's right, there's no roof over your head. Yeah. 
that so is they emotional. have to be wrong. That's that's just not a spot that you want to be in where emotions are driving your business because that will be such an emotional roller coaster for you and you will want off at the first stop. Yeah, that's not the roller coaster <laughs> we want. So really, I hate, I hate to say it, protecting your mental and physical health getting the right nutrition. I know it sounds like a science project. Hey, science problems, math problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> no emotional other uh-huh. than sleeping, which apparently is another great one. Getting the right, getting your body in the right mental state. They say that if you take a walk, if you get outside for 30 minutes, just a walk, raising your heart rate slightly, you will be guaranteed happier um, overall. Yeah. So if you could say, okay, if you guys want my health, my health little Rex, more sleep, give yourself Enough time, enough sleep opportunity to sleep eight hours, which means you're going to look at being in bed nine hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, no, but I have to bake. That's another podcast we're going to get to <laughs> about time management. <laughs> right. Uh, you are going to be a less happy person. I can I can speak with guarantee with PhD Matt Walker behind me. You're going to be a less happy person if you do not sleep enough. You're going to be a more emotional. You're going to make poor decisions if you don't get enough sleep you're going to make poor decisions you'll be less happy if you don't go for a 30 minute walk and plus 30 minute walks are great man i love them it just gets me away from the house just for a hot minute yeah take the dog out if you want to find the hubs but ray is not a walker he's more of a mosier with mini stops amen yes and all those roses (laughs) somebody's got to and then, you know, make sure that you're well-fed in in food that doesn't make your belly hurt, which is a huge battle for me, Corey, losing battle, for sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> Why is all the bad stuff taste so good? <laughs> what do you say, like, what would you say makes your stomach hurt the most? Steaks. And don't you eat them a lot? Right, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know, like, when you eat this steak, I'm going to be less happy after Absolutely. How tall aren't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to her on a steak day. Uh, but yeah, so you can take the physical aspects of your of your emotions and handle them better. I hate to, I challenge everyone to this. Consider mindfulness. Uh, consider sitting down and really understanding if you're sitting in your emotions and your thoughts and if you can acknowledge, oh, that's just a thought and it can go away and I can control it. Mm-hmm. Now, from a business aspect, that emergency fund, man. Yeah. Staying organized. I cannot begin to tell you the stress of disorganization. I was listening to another book. Uh, it's called It's All Too Much. And it's about, it's a guy who used to work do one of the TLC shows on decluttering yeah. uh, from 2013 yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if I knew his name, which I can't remember, you can look it up. He said... He said he went to a guy's house. They they had a very cluttered house, um, but back when checks are how you pay bills. Yeah. Imagine if we had to write a check for everything today. I don't even know how to write a check. I know how to write a right. check. Right. So imagine no auto-drafting. You have to write a check to yeah. pay lights and utilities and stuff like that. So he said, on average, he, you know, he was watching how this family performed, and he said he watched the husband spend 10 minutes trying to see where he set the checkbook. Finds it, and then the husband says, "Do you, how often do you this? Well, I usually write checks twice a day. So twice a day. I So if you spent 10 minutes twice a day. You're 20 minutes. Yeah, and then for it's over 100 hours a year spent looking for a checkbook. Now, if I said 100, they say if you do something for 100 hours, you're, you're going to be pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, so imagine if you could be more organized in your business, you will be less stressed, which will make you less emotional. Organization in business looks like using Google Calendar. It looks like using email uh, form submissions. It looks like purchases through websites, automatic payment collection at time of ordering. Physically, it's having a cookie cutter storage 
uh, idea, app, anything like that, knowing where your supplies are, having your boxes in one place, mm-hmm. um, knowing where your brushes are, your scribes are, everything's in the same place. You're very organized physically as well. Not emotional. So when it, when, uh, someone's like, where, you know, oh, you forgot this. All you say, excuse me, I'll be right back. I know exactly where I put this. You don't have to spend the 10 minutes looking for the specific cookie cutter. Now as a baker, yeah, multiply the time you spend looking for cookie cutters across every order you get. When I I can't find it, Heather's been there when I get a text. Can you print this? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, like she, not emotional. I need to print this. (laughs) The math problem here is (laughs) $4. But, uh, so that's really going to take this emotional aspect out of it. You just got to keep saying to yourself, Hey, it's just business. And in that phrase lies the non-emotional because you just see that phrase is said right after you do something real dirty to somebody. I'm sorry, it's business. business. (laughs) Uh, but that means that the person has separated that their personal emotions and their business emotions from their decision-making process. We had a customer once that we could not end up having as our customer she was so emotional every phone call was the end of the world um but at the end of the day it's it her business model wasn't the end of the world <laughs> if she didn't i remember one time she, she i hate to dog on her no client fashion she said heather in the past two weeks i've slept a total of two hours you would die i uh, think they say that humans could only be awake for less than five days before the, the body starts shutting down yeah so, okay, that was very dramatic, very emotional. But the email said, I've only slept two hours and two weeks. Uh, another phone call. Heather, I can't even feed my dogs. And I said, oh, that, I'm, I'm so sorry. Then I hear, bing, uh, latte for client name. You're in a, you're in a Starbucks? <laughs> and the dogs are in Starbucks? <laughs> so that lady was living 100% in her in emotions. Her emotions. Um, but if she had been able to really separate herself from her emotions, then not everything would be crisis territory. Yeah. I'd assume that she probably wasn't sleeping a lot. I'd assume that she probably didn't have a lot of cash flow. And it was causing her to make these really kind of reckless decisions. And it was a really stressful life that she was leading. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy. Proxy stress. Yeah. And I mean, it was, Heather was dealing with her. She was the main point of contact. But Heather, after she would talk to her, would come just on edge. Just need a decompression. Yeah, just decompression. Kind of so nice. Heather's health was suffering because this lady didn't sleep. Right. And then when it was our first chance to kind of offload that client, like we took it. And at no fault of her own, it threw under another crisis. Yeah, because that's what she was living in a world of crises. Crises. So my challenge, my, ch- my challenge. Uh, is to really see if you can detect. Spend this week. You don't have to do anything other than this. Detecting your emotional triggers. When do you feel that double heart? Your heart. When skips I come a over beat. a corner about ten miles over the speed limit, I see the police. There you go. <laughs> okay. That makes you feel human a little bit. <laughs> Nothing releases uh, adrenaline faster than seeing a boy in blue. Um, is it your, your contact with the customer when you send the sketches? If that's where your heart skips a beat. Um, we might need to put in some some buffers in there. A lot of people get this. Don't even do the sketches. Maybe that is an option for you. I don't do the sketches, you. mostly because I'm not talented enough to do the sketches. Right. Hey, buy you an iPad and procreate and you realize, yeah, no talent. I thought if I bought those things, that'd be good. I, I know, that's what you do. Not a clue. <laughs> the iPad looks cool, though, to watch Netflix on. Is it when you send a quote 
then hey, maybe you can do you know Corey's thing, the little thing that says like, hey, just you know, it's going to be over sixty five dollars. Are you okay with that? Is it following up? Then you square and you can cancel invoice twenty four hours after Mm -hmm. it's been unpaid. So there's things in there if you sit back that you to can really, remove emotion to remove emotion and to really help you be successful in your business and not be one crisis to the next crisis to the next crisis. Crisis decision making is way off the mark. It is. It is unfortunate place to be, and there are crisis crises. But at the end of the day, if you can build up. <laughs> a barrier to crisis, I think you're going to see that you'll mitigate a lot of that. And at the end of the day, we're bakers. We are not solving world issues here. (laughs) That is a great perspective. At the end of the day, the worst case scenario is it tastes like soap. (laughs) Like that's our worst case scenario. Which is a pretty good scenario if we have to think about it. It relieves a lot of the stress and anxiety. Okay, if we were doctors, man, this would be a wildly different podcast. One move left when it should have been right, and you Uh could completely change something. But yeah, we're dealing with cookies. My last tip, I'm just going to throw this in there, and it's, I don't ever think about it because you're my built-in buddy, but a built-in buddy to run something by. Am I overreacting here? Oh, yeah. Just a, hey, sounding board. (laughs) You can't abuse the sounding board. You have to, if you want somebody to be a sounding board, you have to listen to the sounds they produce back at (laughs) you. Yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) They can't be your free therapist. (laughs) Right. So you can buy my cookies. Corey doesn't. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pays and dividends. Uh, but having someone that you can talk to, find a group member that you really jive with, and be like, "Hey, just wanted to run this by you. This is the customer hasn't responded to me. I'm kind of in my feels about this. I, you know, I was unsure about my designs, but now they're like making me feel like I'm real unsure about mm-hmm. it. And then they're gonna be like, Heather, and be like, get back to work. You're <laughs> over. <Stereo reacting>. <laughs> I'm watching midair disasters. I don't have. Yeah. It's so funny, like. Uh, we can have opinions and emotions, but what doesn't have emotions is this Fitbit I'm wearing right now. And I can look at my heart rate. I know it's like such an intrusion of privacy. Google, hello. <laughs> um, but I can see, whoa, that caused such a spike in heart rate. Heather, why did this sentence, why did this phrase, why did this person elicit such a response in you? And is that something that you can diagnose internally to see what is causing that in me? Is it an underlying a self-doubt that I have? And this person kind of called me out on it. It feels better to fight them instead of truly look introspectively and say, oh man, they only said what I was thinking and yeah. it hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, can I fix that issue behind the scenes? And then, um, yeah, I think that you stand to make much more solid, not only business, it will trickle into your life, life decisions. Um, kind of having that sterile cockpit. Are emotions bad? Uh, some of them are, and some of them are great, yeah. but you can elect to choose what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes with people as much as it is your personal emotions. Uh, again, like I said, I have had an issue I've been working on with ruminating the frustrations I have when contracts and, well, that's not fair, X, Y, and Z. doesn't matter, Heather. It is what it is. This is a reality today. You can let it ruin your tomorrow, yeah. or you can say, okay, I acknowledge that this happened. This is it. Moving on. I would say even if you if you're built-in buddy, um, bakers can be. Unfortunately, they're going to stay with other bakers. <laughs> uh, my husband is a wall. <laughs> Man has never made a cookie in his life. So when I'm like, "Does this look bad?" He'll will, he'll be like, "I I don't know what I'm looking at." Okay, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Yeah. But finding someone who maybe isn't going to just tell you what you want to hear. Other bakers are a little bit biased. <laughs> yeah, it's a real big 
step in the direction of trusting this person. Mm -hmm. So find somebody trustworthy, but don't find someone who is just a people pleaser. Because then you're going to just hear back what you wanted to hear. Yeah. And then you're going to hear. I knew I hated them. Yeah. So like Corey is like, yeah, I was really stressed this weekend. And I'm like, hey, do you want to acknowledge that you allowed this stress to take over your weekend? And she's like, yeah, well, I wanted (laughs) to be stressed. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my challenge, I think. If you really focus the next six months on breaking up with your emotional self when it comes to business decisions, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, that is such a more enjoyable aspect. Um, Because oftentimes, like, business isn't always a positive emotion. I think it's mostly tends towards maybe negative emotions. It's a positive thing. Okay, great. Somebody's happy. Cool. Let me go to the next one. You almost forget about those. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Lee. (laughs) (laughs) You tasted great. I know. But when the inevitable, it tastes like soap pops out, oh. that causes such a dissonance in our brain from what we've been told so long. All, really all good. of those, I love you, your cookies are amazing, are out all overshadowed by it tastes like soap. <laughs> Corey and I were analyzing a celebrity who was obviously stunning, gorgeous, and amazing, but one person said something rude. But every other comment is just praising this human with everything. I mean, obviously, just a beautiful human. Yeah. But this celebrity singles out this single comment and replies to just it because of the dissonance it caused in their head and that rumination. And the celebrity is probably dealing with a lot more of that than we are. But we, in the same vein, we also, we often hear, oh, we're so great. We're so awesome. It tastes delicious. You made my party great. And we kind of say, okay, cool. But the dissonance is like, I don't like this. (gasps) How dare, but it's business. I don't like it. I don't like it. A lot of people liked it. This and person this one did. Doesn't. <laughs> and I have an emergency fund. Here's your sixty-five dollars. I'm so sorry. Um, please know that I'll make the adjustments to my business moving forward. Hope I can earn your business again. Hope you yep. can give me another opportunity in the future. It's going to taste like soap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that you stand to be a lot happier when I say when I see when I say people <laughs> when I see people in the group and they're like, I am in tears right mm-hmm. now. I almost want to be like a oh, sterile cockpit man. Wipe them tears, take a big night's sleep, <laughs> go to bed, sleep real good. Drink some water in the Drink, morning. Yeah. And then come back and let's talk about this. Yeah. Because when you're so emotional, that's it's invoking a, a physical response like tears. And I, I think they're legitimately being honest. There's yeah. tears. It's because they've taken the words of a client or something or another baker and they've made it a part of their emotional, their current psyche. Yeah. Stop that emotion right there. Stone cockpit. FAA. <laughs> In flight voice recorder. <laughs> Put on this <those> link. <laughs> and then, you know, step back and say, hey, this is what I've been training for. Awesome. I'd love to I'd love to have been 100%. Uh, if I'm at 90%, I'll work on my 2%. Thank you so much. Here's your money back. Um, so sorry we didn't stick the landing. And Heather and I have been in business a long time, so we've been really able to use Stress our out. years or whatever <laughs> and really learn what it is. As you are people who are entering the um, industry, people who are now putting it in these marketing um, strategies and their business is growing, you're going to run into these. So you might be like, oh, no, no, I'm not stressed. Break your towel. <laughs> it's going. Right. As you grow your business, it, which if you're listening to this podcast, that's your goal. Yeah. As you grow your business, you expand your client base. You're, you're more vulnerable. You're more, um, you have more, what's it called when you have more? Uh, Risk. I think you show more of something. I'm thinking of like Risk a car. Vulnerability. More exposure. Yeah. Exposure. So you have more exposure to things going wrong. Uh And here it is. I guarantee you they will. They will. I can can plan for it. I guarantee you. (laughs) Yeah, have a plan. It's going to happen. As and then here's the crazy part: as you start a business, you you have more self doubt than anybody does that you're even good at this. 
And then when you have somebody say, like, you're not good at this, you're like, no, that's what I thought. <laughs> no. And what you can say, like, oh, hey, this is expected. It's business. It's not emotional. I'm in the cockpit. Being sterile. Here's your money back. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, Crisis averted. Right. We landed. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Plane landed clappers. <laughs> so, yeah, it, when you're watching those documentaries and they, they interview somebody from the cabin, you're like, okay, good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, it's were. a bumpy one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my challenge for you guys. So moving forward to the cookie college. Hard sales pitch. Hard sales pitch. <laughs> Get the landing. <laughs> uh, the cookie college is pretty nifty. We actually have the most members we've ever had since we launched this almost a year ago. Plain clap. <laughs> so we launched, I can't believe it's almost a year anniversary. Uh, wait, what is the exact date? August 31st. <gasps> is that next week? That is next week. It's <gasps> the Wednesday. Oh my goodness. Which we'll be doing the Eat That Frog workshop on the ABCDE method oh, in the Cookie College. Nice. So a little history of the Cookie College. Corey and I started... The I say Corey and I because it was just the two of us in the group talking to each other. Weird. <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> so the we launched the the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group like mid pandemic October 2020. Yeah. Uh, and then thank goodness a bunch of y'all joined and that was fun. We said, hey, we do marketing as our day job, which is what we were referring to earlier. What if we just instead of doing marketing for people, we do marketing with people and teach people exactly what we knew? All they have to do is click the buttons themselves. Mm-hmm. Ergo, the Cookie College launched August thirty first. The next day, Queen and I da- drive like drive. insane people yeah. twelve hours down to CookieCon uh, to speak and a marketing segment. Yeah, we were core speakers, and I did not know you were heading having to talk for eight hours, but we talked marketing for eight. But we said, okay, here's the thing. I got some funny jokes. (laughs) But when you say the joke the seventh or the eighth time and you're unsure if you've already said it to this poor group of people, (laughs) and I look at Corey to see if she's horrified or if she too doesn't realize where we're at in the segment that we've been saying for seven days. So, um, yeah, then we drove down to Cookie Con, but when we launched the Cookie College, we decided we keep it a we threshold at 250. 250 people joined in only 25 courses at that time. Poor people. But since then, so we've promised these beautiful people who took a risk on us that if they stuck with us, we'd add three more courses every month and then workshops and then group challenges. And then Corey does some bake-alongs, which I got to add one about ring box cookies uh, sometime this week. We are now at officially 80 classes. 80 whole classes. <laughs> yeah, on absolutely, on absolutely everything every. we kind of talked about earlier. Business organization because it reduces stress. Um, customer relations management because it reduces stress. Really, what I would like to do with the Cookie College mission is, and I think Corey can agree with this, is train people how to enjoy business better. Yeah. Um, business is a blast as long as you own it and it It doesn't own you the success is exhilarating it's addictive it's a i think people are doing things with the money they're earning that they never thought they could disney trips buying their their brick and mortar bakeries someone just opened up a second one that was was wild (laughs) they were asking questions i think i should ask you (laughs) i think you need to teach us uh yeah so people in the college and then people even in the main group if you're not ready to jump into the college you can get a lot of that information by really kind of perusing those threads but in the it's hyper focused to really hey guys let's make this work so happily i added yesterday the mun bin thermal printer course but tell them like how you took it 
took them through it. It was it was a little bit of a more involved course because I wanted to do the unboxing of the Mun Bin, and then I wanted to actually show people how to truly plug in the plug, set it up. There's one driver installation. No panic. We got you links. Um, and then to design a label in Canva. Now, you may love a mun bin, but when you get to this part, this is going to question your reality, is trying to get that mun bin thermal printer to print on the label. But I'd like to say, I think I found the Did word Did you around. choose your right emotion? Were you emotionless? Sterile. I was sweaty. I was like, <laughs> please print correctly. So, well, we, and then we print off the label. And then we run through some troubleshooting things. So that course, I think you roughly about 40, 50 minutes course walking you through everything mun bin 101 yeah. uh the week before we had a guest teacher teaching cricket stencils i gotta actually take that one because we have yes. a cricket and then the week prior to that next door if you don't know what next door is you don't even need the cookie college to tell you it is a hyper social networking app uh what i wanted to walk people through was just setting up an account setting up a business profile next door did a big overhaul in the last two months uh, showing people how to run next door ads and then showing people how to use their personal profile to really integrate in a subtle way, cookies into their local audience. And then Heather made me do a bake along for the ring box cookie, which is great for engagement sets and great for wedding sets. And the cookies are fairly small because that needs to look like a ring box. And something from Hobby Lobby on it? The gym. Oh, the, the gem's from Hobby Lobby? Yeah. The whole baby lobby? Because I am not about to spend the money and try to make isomalts. That there's no profit there. So if we can cut that out, we are gonna make more money. And it turned out real cute. If you want a preview of that course, Corey posted it on the Sugar Hoogie Marketing Instagram. Did. Reels. Yeah. A little real talent. Hey, went a little virally. 30,000. 30 grand. 30 G's. If only I got a dollar for review. <laughs> so if you want to learn more about the Cookie College, I think it's awesome. We have some really exciting stuff. Corey and I won't be sleeping, but we will be teaching. We have some exciting stuff coming down the pipeline, but you can check that out at thecookiecollege.com. If you have any questions, you can always ask in the group. And if you want specific information about maybe billing or other information like that, you can email me at heather at sugarcookiemarketing.com. If you are upset by something, you can email me at Corey at sugarcookiemarketing.com. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we actually have some great Facebook lives coming up. I'd like to... Whoa, COVID. Sorry, 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 sorry. COVID Corey over there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we had some reshuffling of a couple of Facebook lives due to technical difficulties, children, and such. But here's what has passed. I did do a quick Facebook Live demonstration on the Munbin Thermal Printer. If you just wanted to see how it kind of like... Super intro, I didn't like show anybody how because I could only use one camera angle, but you can kind of see how the machine itself works. Mm -hmm. uh, then we had, hold on, Stencils 101 Royal Icing Method with Jessica Wolf. That takes us through the Facebook Lives that just happened. And now what's coming up tomorrow is how to plan your Halloween offerings in one hour with Jessica Gensel. She rescheduled. She had laryngitis, and now she doesn't, and she's going to teach that. That one has a lot of people RSVP'd to it. Jessica Gensel is extremely good at calendar management. So when she tells you one hour, I can guarantee you it's going to be one hour. Next up is intro to baking cookie pops with Annabelle Kaczynski. Cookie pops, great option. However, I did ask in the group, like, yeah, something? why would they do cake pops was a hard. People yeah. said they'll never do cake pops again. Cookie why? pops. Oh, cake pops because you can have a perfect round circle ball okay. and then you can dip it and it'll look good when you come back. They're all cracked. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Or the oil drips out of the cake batter and it um, makes it look yellow. Yeah. That's fresh. Yeah, there's so many things. You made them like once, and like you and everybody else, you stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Meredith taught a live. I don't think it's still up anymore on cake pops. 
she did a cake pop variation and she says it's like cake ice cream pop. It was an ice cream cone. And yeah, she put a pop it was a in the great, top. you know, in case yeah. you have this, um, sugar dot cookies. So awesome. If you know who sugar dot is, uh, she is a sponsor of the Wednesday wind thread. Now, something that she offers in her shop are these things called plunger cutters. I thought it was a cutter of a plunger. No, it's a cutter with a plunging type apparatus. Uh-huh. And it's great for Dunkaroos. Now, if you know Nicole Stolfa, she is the Dunkaroo, Dunkaboo, if you want to call them the <laughs> Halloween extraordinaire. So she's going to partner with uh, Sugar Dot Cookies and they're going to teach a live on Dunkaroos using plunger cutters. Yeah. And you can buy those straight from Sugar Dot. I, she usually posts up a discount code. Maybe we're going to hold her feet to that fire on that one and say maybe she'll do it for us again. Uh, then we have this one rescheduled as well due to children. How to use Evernote to organize cutters. Yes. Didn't we just talk about yeah, that? Yeah, didn't we? And that's with Amanda Gearhart. Evernote is a great app. It's kind of those kind of second brain apps. I use it is myself. It you can do paid. It's paid only if you want to have more access on one nice. app. So I honestly think you could definitely get by with not paying for it. Uh, and then this one is rescheduled. And I think a lot of people are really excited for this one. Um, setting up and marketing a cookie camper with Mackenzie Tolan. That will be September 1st at 630. Then you guys probably know David Crable. If you don't, you were probably definitely on his website, uh, the forager.com website. He'll be doing an AMA, starting a cookie uh, a cottage food business with David. Now, he's not cookies only. He's cottage. Yeah, so a cottage baker. So pies, <laughs> anything that goes to the That man's knows a lot about Cottage Food 101. His website is very comprehensive, and he is treating this like an AMA. A lot of people are asking him some pretty yeah. state-specific questions, and he's not he's saying ready. no. He's ready. <laughs> yeah, so you can actually jump into his event right now and ask him the questions he said feel free to. Um, and then he'll cover those on September 2nd. Now, September 6th, everything to know about Donations 101 with Kimberly Tracy. She lives up the street from us. Of course, it is a D.C. street, so it's about three hours away. But <laughs> she is very good about donations. And then as we come to kind of school season where you get a lot of the solicitations for donations, we come up to the holiday giving season. Uh-huh. She's going to cover a lot of that. That'll be a good one. I'm almost done. Steps to make sure your email arrives with Jessica Wolf. Yeah, now, as we move it into up in that spam folder, yeah. this is called the technical term is email deliverability. And if you're wondering why your clients always say that your email ended up in spam, you need to take that Facebook yeah. Live. Uh, rescheduled. This one, a lot of people are looking forward to. Poor um, Jen was fighting Zuckerberg, but uh, intro and basics of copywriting 101. That'll be September 7th and September 14th. Make, bake, and decorate pie platters. Bye-bye. With Beth Hennington, which is so funny. I accidentally typed her name as Best, and she said, I'm not sure if this is <laughs> I'm flattered. Or is it a typo? Uh, so, yeah, we have a lot of fun Facebook Lives coming up, coming down the pipeline. So you guys can find all did those. Did you know I went live on Instagram No, you delete them so fast. And I did a get ready with me. With your face? like Yeah. Makeup? I was wet-haired and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you blow dry your hair? Not on there. I said no one wants Garrett Dyson in the morning. I mean, a little Dyson demo, too. So if you want to see some occasional lives with your favorite twin, hand on over to the ground. (laughs) We do it before Heather wakes up, so she can't join in. Never have. Seen one of them. (laughs) Trying to get my sleep scheduled today. But you can find us at SugarCookieMarketing underscore.com. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah, wow. No, no, no. Too far, too far. Okay, that takes us through group stuff 
Could the we got cookie college. Oh, voicemails. Can you keep talking? Okay. Watch um, us not have any. I'm just like, just keep talking. If I make a face at you, it's because we don't have any. Just keep talking. <laughs> so what you can do is you can call, text, or email in, and we will read, listen to um, your voicemails or your texts and your emails. If you have a question about something that's on the podcast, you just want to give a shout out to, to another cookier who's done something for you. Or in November, you want to wish me another happy birthday. You can do that on the podcast. You can email in at hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com or you can text the number. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know it. Okay, I got I got okay. I got it pulled up. Okay, okay. Here's this one. Unfortunately, she attached something, but we can't accept attachments on this um, voice over IP. Uh, phone call. So let's just see if we can figure it out. Hello, it's Constance again. I posted it in the group weeks or so ago about Instagram reels. I'm going to include a picture. Don't know if your number is set up to receive them, but we'll figure it out. No, it is not. Uh, so I've been playing around with doing different things to see how reach does. In the image, the left two reels were posted with a location tag. The middle two reels were with hashtags and the right was without either. Clearly reels with a location don't reach as many people. But if they are targeting more of an actual customer base, is that positive? Or is it better to get any kind of engagement you can and kind of just leave off location? Or third option, reels with a location aren't reaching as many people and the ones who are still aren't going to see it geographically located to even be a potential customer. No idea if that made sense, but hopefully there will be some good advice anyways. And then she forgot to attach it, but I can't even see it anyways. But she said, oops, I forgot to attach it. Well, I think reels right now are what's winning on the platform of Instagram. As far as reach and engagement, if we're just looking at those two metrics, I can almost surely say... Reels are going to be it. That's so I will say what has worked for me is using hashtags that are both local and non-local. So I can end up at the top of a local hashtag. So in my area, I put my little county, my little reel is at the top for the, for them. <laughs> so if anyone goes to follow that hashtag that's local, it's going to see my reel at the top and they're my local audience that could buy from me. Do I think, personal perspective, do I think that if you use a reel, you're going to make more local sales? If you like use a hashtag in a reel? Not particularly, but what I do think is that the overall account itself will reach more of the people that are following you. If you correctly built your audience, Corey's making a face. I wanted to bring this up because I was thinking about it. Talking about reels, what I've seen a lot of posts going up in the group is like, I posted a reel and it went like viral-ish a few months ago and I posted this one today and it's only reached 300 people. It takes people a while to jump on the train. Instagram told everybody that what we are pushing is reels. And now everyone who has been kicking and screaming is now posting reels. So now you are not the only man in the game. If you have been on TikTok for any amount of time, TikTok users are pushing their followers back to Instagram. They are mad at TikTok algorithms. They say the TikTok algorithm are picky choosy. They're sending people back over to Instagram. So now you have this influx of people now on the platform, using the platform, creating content that is now going up against your content. It's the ebb and flow of social media. It'll be where Instagram finally does something and we all get mad and go back to TikTok. To kind of draw it into like a realistic life scenario. Okay, we live in Washington, D.C. area. We're in the suburbs. Uh, the suburbs of D.C. are considered up to 40 minutes out just because traffic here is so insane. If you bought a house in Arlington in the 70s, you lived off of a cow path, said my grandmother. Every time we drive down there, she'll say, this is where the cows were. So why don't you buy the land? If you bought that land, if you bought a house in the 70s and the beginning of the 80s around here, that house was valued at $100,000 to $150,000. The same house today 
plus with this crazy housing market is valued at $850,000. What happened was the early adopters who took a risk on Arlington area mm-hmm. made a lot of profit in the house. Now, people who are late adopters who are buying the same house today at $850,000 are not going to get nearly the payoff that that early adopter has. Same happened with TikTok. When TikTok first kind of rolled out, we had our early adopters who made the most gains because they were first to the platform. As a po- platform gained popularity, they had already established a base and they were able to grow astronomically. Now, as more and more people see that this platform is gaining popularity, it floods that algorithm. And now you're competing. You're in the, you're, we're now in an $850,000 housing market. We missed the $150,000 vote. Uh, does that mean you shouldn't be on those platforms? No, it does mean that you should be on them, but don't expect a get-rich-quick scheme overnight anymore. That is just what happened. So in Corey, what she's saying is that actually in the past month, you used to be able to upload videos to Instagram and have them in your feed. Instagram's actually said, no, we're actually going to force those to become Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels Mm -hmm. now. So now every single video, every video you post to Instagram, whether it is a reel or not, becomes a reel. It has to be a reel now, or it can be a story, I guess. It can, but that it, if you had videos, if I was talking to one pretty, she has about 34,000 followers and I said, Hey, you have so much reach on your profile in your videos. And she's like, I actually only do videos because the reels were getting so oversaturated that the videos were performing. And then that same day it was like no more videos. <laughs> so I was like, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm going to be sad, but I have no choice. Right. So what we're seeing now is like, You'll may, you may look at another baker and be like, look, they built their whole following off of Reels. Why am I not getting that experience? Hey, they built in Arlington in the 80s. We are now in Arlington in 2022, and it is quite expensive to live so here. So I would say don't get discouraged with the content you're posting. Be consistent with it. Every Is everything that me and Heather post, like, knocking out of the park? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but what I just look for is consistency. Is the average always going up? Are some of them going to hit? Yeah. Are some of them not going to hit? Absolutely. But I never give up because maybe a few don't do as well as I thought it would perform. What I do is look at the insights, learn from the insights. I can see how many people save a reel. When I see a lot of safe people like this content, mm-hmm. they like the how-to content. They like when we break something down for them. Um, I like the meme content. <laughs> the meme content always lands. Okay, moving on because the battery's dying on this old oh, bad boy. Uh, hello, Miracle Twins. Every time I hear that, I want to say activate. <laughs> You know, uh, which is from a cartoon I watched as a kid. Melissa from the 480 area code Phoenix, Arizona. I own Lemmy gluten-free. She even writes Lemmy, which is the way I spell Lemmy. A dedicated gluten-free bakery. Facebook marketing question. When a when making a pre-sale post in a neighborhood group and about a week has gone by, do I bump my post or do I make a new one? I don't want to fill out the group with marketing, but I also want to get noticed. Thanks for your assistance. When do twins activate? My favorite twin is whichever one has the best answer. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, there is, it depends how well the post does originally. If you post up and it falls flat on its face, I would say abort, go ahead and make abort. a new post. If you have a post that does pretty well, commenting on it a few days later will actually jump it to the top of people's news feeds who look at the newest activity by default. Before you think Corey's opinion is subjective, it's actually objective in the aspect that Facebook ads buyers, if an ad performs well, will actually continue to use the same ad instead of creating a new one. Why? Because of all that social proof in the likes and comments. You can see some Facebook ads have actually been running for years because the social proof built in their comment section is so solid 
solid that it helps with conversion. Mm -hmm. So like Corey said, if the comments on that original post are so solid that people praising you, saying it was amazing the last pre-sale, that's going to be one that you want people to see again. If it's people saying that they hate you and it tastes like soap, probably just make a new post. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, respect the rules of the group. You do not want to get banned from these groups. They're such a solid lead source. I hate to see when people get banned for rule breaking, but um, it's always interesting to try to test a new medium. Like maybe if you posted a photo, could you post a reel or a video in that group to see how that, I don't know. I don't think videos perform well in groups personally. I don't think so either. But could you change the type of post, the type of imagery? Now, we do that in Facebook ads as well to see which resonates with the audience most. So if you didn't like the performance of the first one, no sweat. Try reposting it. Try switching up the copy, different emojis, a hook if you want to, uh, and see how that performs in a group. Or be like me. Make your own group. Corey has made her own group, and now she is the leader. <laughs> And she can both whatever. <laughs> it is hard to run groups and make them quality content, so it is not for the faint of heart. Um, moving forward before the podcast equipment dies, it's running on rechargeable batteries, so I wanted to be... Sponsors, go sponsors. ahead. Sponsors. Cast Iron, castiron.me, is websites for foodpreneurs by foodpreneurs. Uh, Mark Josephson and Emily Brungard are in the group, and they are here to help you get online and before the holiday rush. So if you want to check them out, go to castiron.me and get you a website friend. Website friend. And sometimes it will actually help you make it. Most of the <laughs> time. I've never seen them say no. <laughs> um, the next is a meringue powder. It is by Bakety Bake, but it's called Royal Batch. It's something I swear by. I use it in my cookies. If you like the way my cookies look, you might like the way your cookies look. Um, but you can find it at Bakety Bake idaho.com and use the code twins t-w-i-n-s twins actually <laughs> for 10 percent off uh but it already has three ingredients in there and it is already has comes with food coloring white food coloring so you don't have to add it corn syrup don't have to add it and vanilla extract don't have to add it and eddie does he need any intro we're actually going to be giving away an eddie in october to celebrate the second anniversary of sugar cookie marketing group how to enter well let you know still figuring it I'm out still figuring it. that somebody's going to get an eddie in a year in the cookie college one a lucky winner but if you don't know what eddie is it's my boyfriend just kidding he is everybody's boyfriend and he gets around because he has his own group eddie user printers group eddie, primera the edible printer user group okay great they were like let's make call him everything <laughs> so eddie is a direct to food printer it is a really really cool piece of technology when i ask people what's something they'd buy if they won the billion Everyone's lottery saying. they all said an eddie i think you can toss away your airbrush you can toss away them stencils the airbrush colors because mm -hmm. an eddie can replace it all how much is eddie he is three thousand dollars how much time does he save? Apparently a lot. $3,000 worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the good enough marketing, uh, great for commercial type mm -hmm. sales, printing logos. Uh, you know, real estate agents love to see them logos on a mm -hmm. cookie. Uh, you could actually get Eddie to pay for himself. I've seen people pay for himself in as, as little as six months. Yeah. Um, but that's going to take some hard level marketing and non-emotional approach to business. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is just business. Uh, so I think that takes us through the podcast. We've just hit an hour you didn't say any Twinterest. Do you have anything oh, Twinterest? Yeah. Twinterest. Well, you know what? I've honestly, this whole week I've been spending cable managing. Um, if you know what cable management is, I want you to look at any pottery barn display. There's not one cable. That is not reality. Cables are everywhere. And hiding them is a lost art. And I've been struggling with cable management. Stop looking What's at the floor. Look up, look up. Look up, look up. <laughs> so I've been, I found some cool Amazon things. Actually, Velcro. The company mm -hmm. makes these Velcro strips that are meant for cable management. And I just, you get into a pack of like 300. Wow. I've used 
two hundred ninety nine. But I think that the cable management it looks does, pretty nice. It does. It does. I got all the cables kind of hidden. Corey's looking in the hidden. <laughs> Okay, what do you got? Oh, I wasn't thinking about one. You were too busy judging huh. me. Uh, Non-emotional uh, approach. Let's uh, see your cables. I don't have one. Okay, I'll come. I'll hold do on, two for next week. You've been recording TikToks. Recording Reels. TikToks? Is, you've been covering things that you like. Oh, you got that whole punch cutter. I saw oh, yeah. I had that. Uh, it, but I didn't know people didn't know about it. Yeah. If you do circle cookie tags, you can just buy them on Etsy. They come in a circle. I didn't know people were cutting those out by hand. If you are still doing that, stop. You can actually go to Michael's and there's this brand called Recollections. And they have one-inch circles, two-inch circles, I think even up to a three-inch circle. But you can just buy a giant hole puncher and punch those out. It is a time saver. So, um, you know, time is money. And if it's not profitable, we can't do it. So if you wanted to save time, and do those cute circle um, cookie tags, definitely go hit up Michael's and get those. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon too. Amazon, man. Yeah, but on I just Amazon. hole punch. It's so oddly satisfying oh, to yeah? do a giant hole puncher oh, like I'm that. Sure. <laughs> just be like, I'm just punching holes and baking. I know. So I, what I do is I got, Heather has, I got this little uh, case from Amazon and I put all my little cookie tags in there. They're already cut and ready to go. So by the time the pre-sale hits, it's not me staying up till two in the morning because you have bed. built in a budget of time yeah. for your stress-free, emotionless, sterile cockpit yeah. of business. <laughs> okay, kids, we will see you next week. What day? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs>